Thank you for downloading this episode of the Nerd Ball Podcast. I am your host, Lorenzo, as I'm sure all of you are aware. But if you're new, that's who I am. I'm Lorenzo. I'm the one who speaks all the time, sometimes too much at the beginnings and endings, um, and sometimes too much in the middle during the actual podcast. But I love doing it, and I love all of you for listening, downloading, subscribing, sharing, all that kind of stuff, interacting with the podcast. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, and you guys make it more fun. And uh, sometimes I get emails, and that, that also makes me feel famous somewhat. So I appreciate you all. Um, there's really nothing new to share besides I'm coming up on, on 200 episodes, which is pretty exciting. So I don't know... Uh, I don't know what else to share besides this episode was, was great. Uh, it was uh, two guests on this one uh, and good conversation style podcast. Questions were asked by everyone. Stories were shared. So it was a good one. It, it was a good episode. Uh, again, um, if you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, that'd be great. I think I got 124 subscribers now, which and to be honest, I mean, it's not a lot in the world of YouTube, but I'm pretty excited about it because I would have never thought that uh, I would have this many subscribers to a podcast page. So uh, I'm excited there. Uh, I'm trying to get more like listeners, subscribers, downloads, because I would like to start a Patreon at some point. But I feel like I got to get to a certain level before I start saying, hey, for a dollar a month, you can get this extra thing. And also, I don't even know what this extra thing is. Uh, also, November, I believe it's November twenty. Second, let me check the date here. Uh, yes, Wednesday, November 22nd, that Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, I will be doing a comedy show at Levi and Lilac. I am looking forward to that. I would be doing uh, it with uh, multiple other comedians and then hopefully ending the night with dad jokes told with uh, another friend of mine, Matt Killam, from we used to do the Metro Parks podcast together. So, uh, November 22nd, details will be out shortly. So, we are looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, again, I appreciate everyone on here. Uh, you guys are helping this podcast grow, and I couldn't do it without you. So without further ado, here are my guests. This is Sarah Cannon. And this is Brian Cannon, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Perfect. All right. Thank you uh, both for being on the podcast tonight. No yeah. problem, bud. Um, uh, Sarah, you were on pretty early. Uh, I'm almost at 200 episodes, and I think you had to be, I don't know, within the first 10, maybe, something like that. I think I was. And then I gave you a really hard time for not asking me back. <laughs> <laughs> well, here you are. And here I am. A hundred and some episodes later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brian, uh, you, you have never been on. So thank you for, for wanting to come on. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I, uh, it's, it's a bit different. I feel like, uh, than the first time you were on Sarah, it's some of the same stuff, but I've gotten way better at, uh, interviewing people. So hopefully that comes over. Uh, now that I said that I'm probably going to sound like an idiot this whole time. During, during this it podcast. has a whole different like vibe to it. it. Like being on just on a computer screen versus like in person in your garage. Yeah, I, I much I like in person, but now that I do video also, Zoom video takes me about 15 minutes to edit and in person video takes me as, uh, about an hour or as long as the podcast is. I so I, I just don't have the capacity right now. So after football, I'm hoping I can go back to that, but I also need a place to do it. Uh, so we'll see that too. I, don't, I used to do it at that CrossFit studio and I stopped doing it there. Um, so we'll see what happens. So I, I do much, much rather be in person, but this is better than nothing. So, yeah. Um, so the, the question I always ask everyone and you can both take your turns is what is something you've been into lately? Something, something you nerd out about something that gets you away from the daily grind of, of oh, your jobs, something that you either you do by yourself or you do together or you do with other people, but just something that hobby, you know, if it's cooking books, well, you know, whatever, so, something that kind of, that's like your own thing. Or, or like I said, if it is a hobby or something you guys share. Well, with us, I'm not even sure, like, who are you? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, uh, we're, we're just so on the go with chasing kids around and our jobs and things of that sort. Um, now that uh, I guess summer's winding down and there's no more um, golf, mm. I guess I would say gambling on football. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean. Yeah. Now, now, do, that's do, him, do, though. I, yeah. I don't gamble. 
That's right. You're so, a liar. <laughs> if I lose twenty dollars, I'm like, I'm done. Oh crap! Yeah. You were the first one I invested in, given like the two hundred dollar referral from Draft. <laughs> I know. And then once I lost all that money, I haven't gotten back into it. That's how I am. Like, like I'll play for a little bit. I'll put in, you know, fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. It might, might fifty bucks might last me six months, and then I won't go back for a few months, and then, you know, eventually I'll, I'll go and in and do it. But Brian, when you do you do like uh is it is it any football? A college, uh, college pro? Okay, yeah. all right. So do you um do you have particular things or particular teams or are you just like I don't know how oh, deep God, you are no, in some, I follow somebody and I just do what he tells me to do. Oh really? I'm smart <laughs> enough and I don't have the time to invest in it. Okay. But I I'm had... like you, it's just, it's nothing gonna be earth shattering. It's nothing I'm trying to make a living at. It's just it's um just like with, interest, just interest where yeah. I love sports. Um, we have a hard time. I mean, we actually both love watching sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it kind of gives you just an interest of a game that you might not really care about, you know, or cool. something. Just to have a few dollars. And it. like I said, it's nothing um, that's going to break the bank or pay for kids' college or anything like that. But uh, it's just something, just something to do now that you're getting to the point where you're getting stuck inside a little bit. Well, it's it's like how, when people play fantasy sports, it just adds, like you said, you, you might watch a game between these two teams that you do not care about, but you have you have ten bucks on one of the teams, and you yep. know you you want to root for that, you know. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I, the one thing, Lorenzo, I have to tell yeah. you is no one ever calls him Brian. Yeah. So no. people like BC. I told people that BC was coming on this tonight, <laughs> so they are really looking forward to hearing this. Okay. So you you have to make sure that you call him BC and not Brian because like who's Brian? <laughs> and how long has has that been your whole life, BC? Yeah, that started when I was uh when I was eleven. Um, so I played obviously I played baseball growing up from day one, mm-hmm. and we had four infielders, and all of our names were Brian. Okay. And so you had a Brian Glass, a Brian Mahoney, a Brian Geesting, and then myself. And of course, anytime the coaches said Brian you got four of us looking at them. Mm-hmm. And so everybody just kind of got little nicknames, mostly just based off their names, you yeah. know, and DC just was mine. And, and it has stuck. The only person that really calls me Brian is my, is my mother, you know, um, yeah. my dad calls me B and everybody else for the most part calls me BC or who knows what day, what she's <laughs> called. What day so, so nicknames are always like, I, I'm hesitant on calling people nicknames because they can be like a personable thing. Uh, so like, you know, if whoever, yeah, obviously BC is, is like widely used by a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but there are, they're, like, they're all like, wrong. Yeah. It's just me. But we, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> no, no, it. I'm saying like, like when people refer to you, that's how they oh, refer to you. Yes. Yeah. So, so that one's a little easier, but like my nickname, I have a handful of friends that call me that and no one pays attention gotcha. to it, you know, and, you know, it's not something that that's out there all the time. So that's why nicknames are always like, plus, I don't know what it is. I love full names. And now Brian and Sarah don't really lend to that. But I have a supervisor that I work with. His name is Zach. And I always call him Zachary. And I don't know why. Like, it's just something something I like to do. So I always make sure, like, like I, I ask people. Well, first of all, names are super important to me. And, and I want people to to tell me what they want to be called. Or I tell kids that when, when I used to coach junior high track, there was one time I went on the half the season, I was calling this girl by the wrong name and she never corrected me. And I'm like, this is, that's like the first thing you you're how you introduce to people. You have to correct people on that kind of stuff. So I will I refrain. From, it's, your, it's your podcast. You get to do whatever you want to do. Well, I'll refrain from Brian and, and stick with BC. I don't no, want to come. Nobody's going to have it. And you're going to call me Brian. Nobody's going to have a clue. You're talking to <laughs> you're gonna think well, she's having an affair. If you can't well, be Brian. <laughs> Well, the good thing is this is also on YouTube, so people at least can see you. So, so oh, there we go. Great. Okay, yeah. I gotta watch my I gotta watch my language and be a little professional. Nah, you're good. Yeah. I don't make I don't make I make zero dollars, so so uh, there's nothing <laughs> to be demonetized. So I this this thing costs me money every time I do one. So, uh, so we're, we're good there. Plus, I people have asked me that too, like, you know, what about cussing or this or that? And I I I want people to not have to think about that kind of stuff. Like, just just be you, and that that's how you talk, and that's how I want you to talk. So, um, Sarah, what about you? What, uh, what are you, what do you use to like get away or, or like just a little hobby or something? Um, gosh, you know, I, I think, I mean, 
volleyball is my outlet, as you already know. I mean, mm -hmm. this is my 20th year coaching. Um, it's really my time to to just turn off the day. And when when I step out onto the court with the girls, it's it's definitely my time to just, okay, I'm in my element and, and I love it. Um, and then when I get home, sometimes of what happens on the court carries over, um, to home. Um, but, um, and I think it's just because I'm so passionate about it and I'm passionate about the girls, but, um, other than, than that, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's trying to get me into golfing. Um, I'm trying so hard. to learn That's the game. I am very frustrated with that game. She's got the lingo down. I can't imagine. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine you trying to learn to golf. Like, oh, it's awful. it's so like it's frustrating for me. But I also do not care. Like, I used to golf a little bit after college, and I'm terrible. But I I still had fun. I knew I was terrible, and I didn't care to be better. Like, I I it didn't bother me that I was wasn't was bad at it. Yeah. Lorenzo, we'll play. We play in a golf scramble once a year. I, mm -hmm. me and her and then a friends of ours and, and him and his wife and the first tee she'll swing and miss or she'll duff one or whatever. And she goes, why am I not even good at this? Like, I don't understand. Sounds, sounds right. <laughs> I'm like, and then she's, she's gripping the club and she's, and it's like bleep, bleep, bleep. And, and I'm like, honey, you, you play once a year. You don't practice. You don't do nothing. And then I try to relate it back to like, what would your volleyball girls be like? But it doesn't matter. But this is me. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then she looks at me and she goes, well, can you teach me? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I can't. I do yeah. not. I do not have that kind of patience. I you need don't. a separate, yeah, you need I, a separate I just, person. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, when you have you've been able to play multiple sports growing up and then when you find a game and that you want to learn and you're like i i know i have hand eye coordination mm -hmm. why can't i hit the ball why i i and when i do hit the ball why is it going that way <laughs> i i don't know <laughs> all sport all sports are different and you use different yeah. i mean you're you both of you are well versed and we all want athletes to play make sure they're playing different sports every every season and yeah. that's yeah. why like it, golf golf is if you're uber competitive, golf is the worst sport for you to try to Correct. do because yes. you're you're never going to be good enough for your own brain, and and it's okay. going to be terrible. And that's why, like like I said, I know I'm terrible, and I still go to the driver range. I have fun and we'll hang out and hang out with my yeah. friends and that kind of stuff. But I'm I'm cool with sucking. So, <laughs> <laughs> and and we're you know we're teaching our kids. Um, you know, our boys are 15 and, and Leah's now at the junior high and, um, the boys really enjoy golf. So he, you know, he's kind of using it as a, you know what, you guys are going to have to probably know how to play this game at some point in your life, whether it's, you know, for business or, you know, for, for whatever reason, or, yeah. you know, going out with the guys and you, there's probably going to come a time where you're you're going to have to know at least some of what you're doing. And and it's so funny because when he was first teaching Rad Carter, aka Carter, um how to to play the game of golf. Right he is so me. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's it's twins. And, <laughs> and I and I said to Carter, I go I go, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have, it's just me. I pass yeah. it on to you. <laughs> well, it's I just... mean, it goes all the way back to when they were like seven, eight, and he was seven, eight years old. And we go out, try to try to play pig or horse. Yes. And he would miss one and he get frustrated. And next thing you know, he has the first letter and then she gets a letter and she's acting the same way, but she's mad at him. <laughs> for acting just like, like he acts. And I'm like, how do you I don't, how can you be mad at him because he's getting it from you and, yeah, yeah and that that's why we could only play the pig because by the time if we played a horse they were in a fight because it's too many letters do you do you find like as your kids are getting older that either you know like one of them is like your personality or your wife's personality like do you, are you finding that out so Mateo, Mateo's super chill. I mean, me and Andrea are both super chill. 
and Mateo's that way. Like, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. When he does, like, it's like, okay, something, something's going on here. Like, it's like a trigger for us to really try to ask questions and figure out, you know, why you're in bed crying. You know, what happened? You know, that kind of stuff. Lillian is nobody. She is an alien. She is her own personality. She, I don't know, I don't know what she is but she is out there and it's so hard to parent that when one thing one day it's good that whatever you did was good and next day you did that same thing and now it's bad and i don't i don't know how to parent that and we take nobody does no we tend to take turns andrea and i like i know if she's dealing with lillian and she's upset i've learned uh to not try to help like just let them deal with it, and then if she needs me, if Andrea needs me, then I'll go in there. Uh, same thing. Like if I'm if I'm dealing with Lillian and and she's just not listening or just being crazy, and I I'll deal with it, and and then the the one other whoever's not dealing with her will come after the fact and try to and console her and everything, and you know so we both do the both roles, so it's not just one person, mm-hmm. but it's it's hard, it's it's very difficult and. She's only nine. So like, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Oh, it's going to get so much more. Fun. I know. I know. Way I'm better. so, uh, mm-hmm. I'm so terrified of my nine-year-old. <laughs> Who would ever thought a grown man be terrified of a oh, nine-year-old God. little bully? And oh, that's what they are. Yeah. And, and we tried to, and I always talk to other parents about it. Like the kids are going to express their emotions more at home because that's where they're comfortable. Yep. Absolutely. Like, I'd, I'd much rather parents tell me, oh, your kid is great over here. They're the best. We love them or the school says the same thing. And most parents are like, man, I wish you would do that here, which I agree. But I understand when they're at home, their their emotions are way open and they they're 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 comfortable. And that's what I, I want our house to be comfortable for them. 100%. You know, so I'd much rather be dealing with it here and then have parents tell me how good my kids are when they're at their friend's house. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. It's a it's I don't know what's gonna happen, but She's well, you never she, do, and that's the whole fun part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She that's just that's the fun part of of the whole thing. It, yeah. it truly is. She's gonna be like my my you sister. Going to happen? Would you want to go down? Would you want to go down the road anyways? Then, if you knew what was going to happen? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I mean, yeah, that's part of the whole fun part of the journey of yeah of this whole mess of life. You know, mm-hmm. you just you wake up and you don't know what's going to happen, and that's. I mean, that's one of the, one of the main reasons I left teaching phys ed and went into administration was the the monotony of teaching the, mm-hmm. the class and kind of doing the same thing day in and day out or whatever. I was getting too bored with it. Mm-hmm. And I like I like waking up for the most part, knowing that I really don't know what's going to happen that day. Yeah. And it's kind of it's it's fun for me. You know, I I'm not a like for her. She has to have everything planned. It has to be day. Everything has to be. I mean, we'll wake up at five o'clock in the morning, and by five oh five, she's asking me what we're having for dinner tonight. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know. And That's funny. It's true. It's true. She yeah. asked me. It's true. Know, it, and it so is. Um, you know, but for me, I'm just like, oh, whatever. We'll figure it out. Like, yeah. I'm not too worried about it, you know. And uh, that's why we got cell phones and text. I mean, nowadays it's easy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but that's one of the things that I just, I enjoy about the kids. Um, you know, we're kind of getting in that goofy age where they're starting to leave us um, to get their own lives. You know, mm-hmm. you got two 15 year old boys who are freshmen that are, you know, they're going to high school homecomings and volleyball games and football games. And then Leah's chasing around her friends at football games and things. And uh, they're not as uh, needing of us yeah so it's kind of it's kind of a weird feeling because on one hand it's kind of cool because we have the freedom to kind of get up and go out to dinner by ourselves if we want Mm -hmm. and we don't have to worry about our kids you know we can wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning and go run the grocery stores and i don't have to worry about my kids sleeping or you know those things but then on the flip side you're like man it's like kind of kind of crazy that's coming to an end yeah yeah yeah, you know, and so, uh, but exciting at the same point because that's—I mean, we raised them to fly the nest to begin with, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so, the, but it doesn't get any easier. But I—I I hate to tell you, it doesn't. Oh <laughs> no, I know, I know. But it's fun. They—they—I they, uh, they, know I've said it on a podcast before, but I love it. There's uh, on modern Modern Family. Uh, Ed O'Neill's character is talking about because I think it's towards the end when they're all getting older and 
he just talks about when it when they have a ba- uh, newborn you know you're, you're there with the newborn and it's crying you got to feed it at night and then it seems overnight that newborn's gone and now there's a toddler and the toddler's running around and you know you still got to help help get its food and, and change the diaper and then overnight now the toddler's uh you know older and uh, not quite a teenager but now they're doing stuff on their own and then they be overnight they become a teenager and on and on but he says it doesn't get it's not that bad when they when one leaves because there's another one coming right after it he goes but then at some point they all leave at the same time and there's nothing left yeah. and you know that that's what that's what got me thinking when you're talking about like these little steps that these our kids are taking and it seems so slow and so slow and they're there and then there and then they're not there and it's like man you know i joke about it with andrew all the time like man we're gonna we're not even gonna be 50 and both our kids are gonna be out of high school and yeah. you know and i joke with like mateo's in sixth grade andrea he's he's only has so many years left and you know but i'm just gonna be as ripped up about it as she is you know it's oh it's, yeah absolutely it's just, well, i joke all the time like you know i joke about my kids having I already got their suitcases packed, Yeah, you know, yeah. and, you know, get out and uh, what we, her and I were at Myers the one day, the other day, and we got talking, I go, oh yeah, as again, as we start, you know, getting older, I mean, I mean, I'm closer to 50 than I am 45, you know, and I now understand kind of what grandparents always talk about of the enjoyment of being a grandparent, because yeah they've already went through the stressors of what we are going through as parents. They've already gone through all the, the, the diapers and the toddler phases and everything like that. Now they just get to sit back and enjoy it without the stressors. Mm -hmm. And now it kind of started to make sense for me of where, why the grandparents get to now be, I guess the fun part of all of it and get to kind of sit back on the second round and enjoy and enjoy those things and not, I guess, wish them through it to some point. Cause at some point we're, we're all like, man, I cannot wait to stop changing diapers or man, I yeah. cannot wait to, you know, for that next step. And then before you know it, the next step is gone and you're like, Oh, you know? And so yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what though, no diaper step, one of the best steps. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. The sad part is that I think I'm getting closer to the diapers than they are anymore. So it's like pretty soon she's going to be back to changing them here soon. <laughs> oh, that's what my dad always says too. I said, dad, I'm going to let you rot in that diaper. I ain't changing. <laughs> you got, you got a daughter who's a nurse and she can, she can do that stuff. So well, I'll depending watch, on what I'll... game is on, I might not, it might not be such a bad thing. <laughs> I watch sports with him and then I'll just ring the bell when he needs to be changed. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I'll just sit there in my own diaper and just ring it. And yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Perfectly normal. I think perfectly normal behavior. <laughs> just want to sit in your own filth. That's all right. Yeah. My plan, my plan is my in-laws live three houses down from us and uh, my parents live in Perrysburg too. But my plan is, uh, and I don't know if anybody else would go for it, but when they all get too old, to that they need someone to take care of them i'm gonna put all four of them in that house down the street somebody there's a full there's a living room a full bath and a bed in the basement and then someone else can be upstairs and they can mingle in the middle where the kitchen is they they can they, we can hire one person to take care of all four of them and then they're just right there there you so, go there you go they don't even have to see each other if they don't want to yeah easy and yeah they got home they got company and everything like that it's a piece of cake yeah and I, every once in a while i'll tell the kids that make sure you stop by your grandparents house and <laughs> they're all there just poke your head in all four of them will be there to say hello there you go absolutely that was, that was my favorite thing my my grandma lived with my parents uh the i don't know last 10 years of her life and it was the coolest thing that my kids got to see their great grandma like I'll, like every weekend we'd go over there and eat and they just they're little kids and old people are weird sometimes so they'd go up there and say hello real quick and she'd give them old an old person wet kiss and she'd they'd be out of there and but she loved it she loved every second of it. And I, yeah. I was so glad that they, that they were able to do that. That's what, that's what I want. I want to be, I ask, I always ask Andrea, like, do you ever see us moving anywhere? And it's just like, I don't know. As long as the kids are around here, I don't want to move anywhere. I said, yeah, me neither. I want to, I want to like be involved as much as my parents and in-laws are involved. We kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's well, a little bit of me that wants to like go somewhere, but I can't fathom like not being around. Right. You know? Well, we, I, we've thought I've, I've wanted to move. I would love to move to Arizona. She wants to move to like Carolinas or Tennessee. 
Mm-hmm. So we've kind of compromised and we'll probably end up in the Carolinas or Tennessee. <laughs> I thought you said we compromise and we will probably stay in Ohio. Yeah, no. <laughs> we'll be, we'll, we'll grow wherever she tells me that I yeah, have to. That's how but, it works. But I'm with you. It's a that's lot right. of it is going to depend on the kids. See, cause I grew up in Cincinnati and um, my, my parents have not got to see the grandkids a whole lot. They get to see them two, three times, maybe a year. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, one, one day you see them and, you know, they're up to their shoulders and the next minute, next time you go see them and my kids are taller than all of them. And yeah. just, what happened, you know, and, uh, you know, they don't get to see many ball games or, you know, things of that sort. Um, because even though people think like, well, Cincinnati is not that far away. Well, it's three hours and it's just far enough to be a hassle, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, where you have to kind of make it, you know, you turn it into a one, you know, two kind it's of gotta be a weekend. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then, then, you know, then you, know, you have to, you have to get hotels and, you know, of course, everything with the price, everything's more expensive and it just becomes, it just becomes tougher. And yeah. obviously they're getting older. They don't want to drive at night and mm-hmm. things. You know? So, um, but uh, like I said, it does be, it, when you're gone, it does, yeah, does make a big difference. Yeah. That's for sure. And there are and with, 33 hours. Yeah. And with kids, yeah. when, when is there a weekend? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. they're, they're always doing something, right? Somewhere. Oh, being yeah. Something, yeah. Well, yeah. then on your end, it's a pain about to travel with them because you almost had it in again. I mean, I'm sure, you know, my parents would say, all I gave you was a stick and a piece of gum and you were satisfied <laughs> yeah. all weekend, you know, yeah. but now, you know, you, you almost have to, you feel back, you know, when you're like lugging the entire house with you <laughs> for a weekend. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, how did, uh, how did your volleyball season end up this year? And you, you're, I know for a while you're, maybe it was a year or two that you're coaching both teams, but you're, you're not doing that anymore. Are you? No, I, um, so this will be my third year. I'm sorry. No, my second year. Um, maybe my third, not having to do both teams. Um, so my, um, the eighth grade team did very, very well. Um, overall, we were 13 and five. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure if I'm doing the the math correctly in my head, um, an amazing talented group. Um, we, I mean, in terms of being able to run that, that fat, the faster tempo plays, this group was definitely able to do that. Um, you know, we were a little disappointed in, in getting knocked out in tournament. Um, but uh, we paid, we played Finley and, and as anybody in sports knows you, you, anything can happen in tournament mm-hmm. and you've got to bring it. And they definitely um, were a little bit more aggressive in terms of their offense than we were. And, and it showed, but overall um, great group of girls. I'm very excited to see what they are capable of and, and see them at the next level. Um, the seventh grade group did very, very well. Um, 20, you know, oh, wow. NLL champions. Nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, both, both groups, very, very talented group of girls. You know, you get the unique perspective of, of coaching or at least seeing the girls coaching one of the grades, but seeing them for two years, play volleyball. And then you get to see them play four years in high school. If they choose to play volleyball in high school, yes. you know, for me, it's like we're varsity football. And then the end is the end. And there's, you know, one or two or three, if we're lucky that go to play college, but like, it, I kind of envy you because you get to see like, Oh, I remember when she was in seventh grade or eighth grade mm-hmm. and now they're seniors and they're winning district titles and like all this stuff. And yeah. you know, it, it's cool to, to see that part. And, and it's funny because I, I keep all of my pictures mm-hmm. and like I had, I still have pictures of Lydia Steyer, you know, um, who is our varsity setter. And I, you know, she came and watched the girls one night. Um, uh, and I, and I said to her, I go, you remember this and you know, how teeny tiny she was <laughs> in the seventh grade and, and look at her now. And it is, it's crazy to see how much, um, how much they grow in the game. Yeah. It's really fun to see. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, how much do you try to get them to come back? Like, do you ever like ask them like, Hey, come watch this game or come hang out or do you try to reach out to them at all? You know what? Laura does a really good job in in bringing the girls down um, and at least trying to see one match throughout the season. Mm. Um, we kind of always have had that tradition. Um, 
with the new league, we obviously now have increased our, our number of matches. So we had, what was it like three or four weeks in a row? I had three matches every single week. Wow. And so that really limited my girls to be able to go see them. So, but my girls were really good about, um, kind of planning it on their own and and heading over to the high school to see the girls play. Even though we weren't able to do it collectively um, as a group, we always try to, to, to make that happen so they can see each other play. Did you notice the difference in competition being in a new, new league? Um, Yeah, actually. I will yeah. say yes. So, you know, it always seems to be us and Anthony Wayne mm-hmm. for the past, I can't tell you how many years in the NLL championship. Um, but this year, you know, Fremont, they brought it, um, very good, very good program. Um, Finley gave us some competition. I mean, I will say it's, it's definitely more competitive than what we had in the past few years. Most definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it felt like that in all sports is like Perrysburg, Anthony Wayne, Perrysburg, Anthony Wayne. Now with these, I mean, these other division one programs, it is going to obviously help everybody. Yeah, uh, but it's going to be harder to to win championships. Yeah, which is probably you which see is good. that in the in the fo- like your end in football too. Yeah, considering we lost to the, the all three Division One teams that we played, <laughs> or the two Division One teams and Anthony Wayne. Yeah, um, I mean we could have easily won um, the first time we played Whitmer and uh, easily won that one. We we made big mistakes, and you know we we can't. This team can't afford to make mistakes. We we. Yeah. We we can afford to not play perfect, but we got to play pretty close to perfect. And uh, same way with Anthony Wayne, like we had, we made big mistakes and, yeah. you know, we get tired uh, down the stretch, but it's just how this team is constructed right now. It's the way yeah. it is. And, and years in the next few years, it's going to be different. I mean, freshmen, eighth, uh, freshman, eighth grade, seventh grade, all had over 50 kids in their team. Uh, freshman probably get knocked down to 40, but that's still a big uh, sophomore yeah. class. So, you know, we are going to get more kids and it is going to be more like a division one program. Uh, and hopefully we can keep getting those kids, those number of kids to come out. Uh, but yeah, definitely it, it, the, the type of competition, this, this more, more competition is definitely needed, especially for us in, in, in playoffs and computer points and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I'm, I like it, you know, it, it makes a lot more games more meaningful as opposed to you know, we're going to, we're going to play the, our first, maybe two games are tough because it's out of conference. And one was always Finley. One was all Whitmer. And then we waited until we played Anthony Wayne and that was about yeah. it, you know? So it, yeah. it makes it, uh, we definitely as coaches got to work harder and, and it it's, it's more fun this way, you know, when games Absolutely. aren't blowouts all the time, as much as my dad enjoys watching blowouts cause he doesn't get as nervous. Um, <laughs> he, it, this is, I'd much rather be, uh, these close games cause they, they are, they are more fun. Uh, more, more exciting, I, I should I say. Agree 100%. Yeah, the, the blowouts are more fun. These tight games are more exciting. So, yeah. you know, but but I like it. Uh, BC, do you go to any of her matches, watch any of the volleyball? Are well, you Leah, so Leah is on the seventh grade team. Okay. So I try to make as many games as I could. Um, so Tyler uh, plays freshman football at Maumee. Mm. Um, so between you know, I work out, obviously I work the principal out in Clyde, so I'm an hour away. Um, and so trying to get, he played on Mondays and then she would have games on Mondays or Tuesdays or Wednesdays Thursdays. or Thursdays. Yeah. And then Carter <laughs> was playing football at the time and yeah. he was yeah. there on Thursdays. And, um, so I would go to, I was somewhere during the week. It just kind of depended on, um, you know, I try to go see the boys a little bit, um, I guess more frequent because at least Leah had her there, mm-hmm. somebody there to support her. So then I would try to go see the boys. And then also knowing like the boys only played one game, like, mm-hmm. you know, so like on Monday, he only had one, they only had one game. Well, she might have had a game on a Tuesday or a Thursday or a Wednesday. And I could go see her on those days. So I wouldn't go on Monday, you know, and um, just, it's just the juggling, you know, yeah. when you got three and you're two, you know, and, uh, but I think I probably saw, yeah. I bet you I saw at least probably eight, 10 matches probably. Of, right, okay. of all of them. And I went to the tournament and stuff like that. Would you, they, 
Lorenzo. <laughs> oh no. They, and I'm saying they, meaning BC and those that sit near him. Yeah. Well, they, first of all, let's make this very clear, Lorenzo. When I go to any of the sporting events, I don't sit near anybody. I want to be as far away from any adult interactions as possible. I want to go sit by myself. Yeah. Now, I get there and I'm sitting there. Now, sometimes people come sit by me, which obviously it, it's it's the complete opposite of who I am. I'm a very social guy. I, you know, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. But when you'll see me at a game, you're like, why is he like over there? It's yeah. just, I, I want to be left alone. And just, um, watch. just watch. Yeah. And, Especially like with her coaching and my daughter was playing, you know, I, I don't want to be in, I, I don't want to be earshot of something that I, I don't want to hear, or if it's taken the wrong way, or I just, I, I don't want to do that. I, I've, as a principal and a coach for so many years, I just want to watch and be dad or be husband for a minute. And, and it was funny because she, she looked at me like, Hey, she goes, man, I was just thinking, you know, I looked up at the stands the other day and I saw you there and I'm like, man, it is really cool that you've been to so many of my games. And then she goes, then I realized that Leah plays and you're not here to see me. I was going to ask you, how is, she, from your point of view, when, when you see her coach, like, like, what do you notice or what stands out to you? Um, you know, good, if, if I, if I blink once, I need help. Okay. Um, I think good, bad, funny, whatever. Well, you know? you know, the thing is, you know, she's, she's always been very passionate mm-hmm. and, um, and, and I tell her all the time because one of the things is in, in education as a coach, um, you, 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 we know it that we are our worst critics mm-hmm. and we could have, you know, whether, like you just said, you go seven to three in the regular season. And I guarantee the three losses are the three that you keep thinking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven wins. It's the three losses. And Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with her. And, um, and and again, vice versa. And it could be one kid, you know, you you think about that one kid other than, you know, maybe you help 20 kids, but the one kid just eats at you, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so she's always been, she's always had that. And one of the things that's always been really cool is, um, watching because guys are different. Like, I don't, I never really had like, guys in school always coming up to you coming up to me like hey you know da, 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 da. they're just different girls all the time they're texting her happy birthday and and they do things and and it's cool to watch um those relationships continue um as a coach uh she scares the shit out of me um she she does i mean she she terrifies me the worst feeling i've ever had in my entire life lorenzo this is god's honest truth was this year I have been in some situations that I seriously, this one was the worst. I had to line judge one of her. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. And (laughs) wait, why would you agree to that? I, I, first of all, there's no agreement. Oh, I I would, I I would have left. I would have left. Because I have to be the parent. I have to be the parent of Leah. So then, because she can't do it. So now I'm the parent of Leah. So then I have to, then you have to do like your duties. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, they signed I, I, I don't work the concession stand. Well, I, I got one of, again, did I tell you earlier about the compromises? I, she just tells me where I'm going, dude. You've how long you've known her. <laughs> Very true. Time. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, are you shocked by any of this? No, I'm not, and, but I, and so no, I'm terrified of her. I get well, it. Absolutely. <laughs> and so like, I get this, I get this red flag. And the other parent that I'm with, with I know, she goes, well, do you want this line or the other line? And I'm like, uh, the other line, that line's right next to her. I'm like, I'm yeah. going way over there. Yeah. So I'm over there, and sure enough, I think it might have been like Springfield game or something of that sort. It's yeah. close. Yeah. And I'm sitting in that corner shivering, going like, oh, my God. Like, if this ball comes anywhere close to this line, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I have the ethics. I got to call it. Yeah. But I'm also like afraid to end up in a ditch with a toe tag too, you know. <laughs> and I, I'm just I, I was petrified, and thank God no ball came close. And I'm like, I, I'm sweating bullets. You lucked out. You lucked oh, out. Oh man, I'm sweating bullets over there. I'm just like, I mean, I got a black shirt and just pit stained, and <laughs> I just, oh, I was freaking out, man. Scariest moment of my life by oh, far. That yeah, um, that's she, a, that's terrifying. But she, you know, just she cares about kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as an administrator, I, I tell my teachers all the time and I try to re- reiterate to her, you know, as a coach, 
whatever it might be. If you make any mistake, because you're going to do it, you're mm-hmm. going to, you're going to do it. We all are. Mm-hmm. But if you make them with the kid's best interest at heart, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, um, and so, like I said, I mean, that's where, um, I just, like I said, I'm proud of her for how much she dedicates her time and effort. And, you know, as well as anybody, as long as you've been coaching, it's not about the money. I mean, oh, by yeah. the time you get done getting taxes taken out of it, you're making like 14 cents an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just about the enjoyment of the game. It's about, it's about being passionate about the game and wanting to share your passions with other people and then try to have a positive impact on them mm-hmm. in some way in their life. And she's done that for 20 years. And yeah. there's not many people that can say they, they've coached one sport at one place for 20 years. It's a long time. I, I uh, nowadays, yeah, that's a long time. Um, I and I do remember seeing that. I, I think junior high track to me, junior high track was a little more relaxed, yeah. Um, it was, and, yeah, but uh, so so there was a lot more fun had. Uh, I did enjoy it, but once I became a varsity football coach, I just wanted to focus on that. But it was a fun, a fun thing to do. But I did like because our throwing practice was, is it was so short, like, I'm not gonna you only can throw so many times and um so then i would go and and check out the other other coaches or especially during meets we'd be done and they're still be running and stuff and you know seeing seeing all the other coaches and and sarah like how they coach i'm so fascinated by how other coaches coach like i just like picking up things that's why i did basketball last last winter i did girls basketball and and i did i you know part of it is i would just want to coach it's fun but another part of it is like seeing seeing coach Sims be a head coach and, and Demars. And, you know, at the time it was Lexi Marshall as who I coached with, like seeing other people coaches, it's really fun to me and trying to how, cause I, everybody has a little self doubt. I was like, okay, well, am I doing it? Am I doing it right? Or is that person right. doing it right? Or how do we do it? And, you know, I guess, however we coach, we coach. And I think that's the right way to do it. It's the right way for us. You know, I, I was on uh, inside the hive podcast. I recorded that yesterday. Uh, I don't know when it's coming out, but I recorded it yesterday. And one of the questions, uh, so Gray uh, went into the locker room and asked a bunch of football players, like, hey, what questions do you want to ask Melcher? So one of the questions was real simple. It was, uh, Coach Melcher, why are you so nice to us? And, <laughs> and that was the question. And I had to think about it because I, I don't necessarily think like I'm being nice. It's just who I am. But I, I'd much rather, whatever that position is, I'd much rather be um, – when you classify coaches, I'm definitely a player's coach. 100%. I, I couldn't be more than a player's coach and more, more than I am now. Like, and, and that's what I do. And, and apparently this kid noticed that and other kids noticed that too. Is like, I just talk to them more, I think than any other coaches. And, you know, it's, it's no fault of any, anyone. Maybe I talk to them too much. Maybe the other coaches don't talk to them enough, but that's just how I am and how I want Your to relate personal. to them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have fun doing it. And that's why I said, I play Fortnite with them. You know, when they want to play video games, we play video games together and uh, that kind of stuff. So that's the kind of things I like to do. And I don't know what that, that right now, the, that position is a tight ends coach who likes to talk to his players, but yeah. I don't know what it's going to morph into in the future, but that's, that's what I like. And, but you know, to, to, to speak back to, to Sarah, like I enjoyed watching her coach and how she talks to the kids, especially because you had more relationship with them because you were their teacher. So, or some of them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and which your, always, and your role is going to morph depending on what role you take on as a coach. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, you might not be able to be the coach you are now if you're the head coach, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. um, you know, as an assistant principal, I had a, I had a role. And then as the principal, now you kind of have to morph that role because, mm-hmm you know, the, the, there's these balances and things of that sort. And as, as the situation you're in, as you continue to grow in your career and do different things and, and whether it's different sports as well, um, you know, there's no way that you can treat your, you know, you're not going to treat your football players the same way as you're going to treat, you know, if you were coaching, let's say seventh grade girls basketball, Yeah, you know, there's just, you can't, you have to. And that's the, I think that's the cool part about teaching and coaching um, it's just that you're always have, you have to think on your feet and you have to be you cause you have to be you, you have to be genuine Yeah. because as soon as you're not genuine, they know it, Yeah. you know? And, um, and then what, like you said, you're building those relationships with the kids and that's the biggest part of it all because 
I don't know if you're there yet. I know I am. Um, cause I mean, I coached at Perrysburg back. I mean, I started coaching Perrysburg in 2000 mm-hmm. and a lot of my players, I mean, you bring up Lexi Marshall, Lexi Marshall is my student. Yeah. You know? And so now watching her and Ben have kids of their own, that goes beyond, you know, anything. Cause now you, you're watching them turn into adults and fathers and mothers and, yeah. and stuff of that sort. And, um, that's the cool part. That's, that's, what's really, really cool. And, that, and yeah, and, that, that's and, wild to me. <laughs> that's wild. Like, because I've been coaching, I've been coaching at Perrysburg or football for I think the past 13 years, but just the five years as a varsity coach. And like, when, when that happens, like, Wait, that kid I coached is has a kid? Like that's mm-hmm. wild to me. <laughs> Wait till you start coaching their kids. I know. <laughs> True. St- I'm telling you, it, it yeah. happens faster than you know it. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned earlier about the upside about being a middle school um, coach and teacher of having them for a couple years. The downside is um, it you know, you might have that kid that you're just really waiting for them to come out of their shell, turn their life into a positive, you know, maybe they weren't, um, they didn't have it as a seventh grader or an eighth grader, but you know, that's there for us. The hard part is, is trying to see them that far down the road. You know, we don't get to see some of the, um, I guess the end products, as quick because yeah. we have them younger and you know so there there it's a it's kind of a catch 22 sometimes at least for me i can say for myself is like like i was just talking to a student today and he has so much potential but he can't get out of his own way mm-hmm. and i think he's going to do very well but it makes me nervous knowing that he's going to walk into high school for the next four years and and this is nothing but it's high school it's, yeah. you know, I don't, I'm not saying their principals or counselors are, are going to leave him be, or, who knows, but he scares me, you yeah. know, and, um, and knowing that I'm, I don't know what's going to happen to him in five years from now. And, Especially because you don't have now, you, once they're gone, you don't have a direct effect on that anymore. Right. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So, yeah. so it's kind of, it, 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 that's why I loved it when I was teaching junior high kids, but then I was coaching high school baseball. Oh yeah. At the best of both worlds. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm sure my buddy, uh, Kurt Wells will listen to this. Uh, he always sp- speaks, he would always talk about you. I think he, he would, he recommended you for the podcast one time too. So yeah. <laughs> well, Kurt, yeah. Kurt, I'll tell you what, he's one of the best players I've ever coached. Base yeah. Baseball players. Oh, for sure. He's a good dude. He, he's one of my best, he's one of my best friends. Even now, like we still, we will still talk and text and he was in town I don't know, about a month ago, um, mm-hmm. for our reunion and, yeah. uh, came out to my park and stuff where I work and I saw his, his little boy Elliot uh, and his wife Kelly. So it was it, it's cool because I always tell my friends like I feel like we're all we're all almost forty, and I feel like uh, especially when we get together we're like eighteen. Oh, for uh, and it don't change. I'm <laughs> oh, almost fifty, and I we we're, we're the same way. Yeah, you know? and but, uh, yeah, it. I I was very disappointed because um, Kurt got inducted into the uh, high the Perrysburg yeah. Hall of Fame and. Um, I was going to inter- introduce him, you know. Yeah, that's he, what he told me. I was very honored by that, but then COVID hit. Yeah. And then his, it got all shifted off and, you know, and he's, the, we didn't know when it was going to happen and things, and it was all over the place. And then next thing I know, I think it was like, I think Leah had a volleyball tournament. Yeah. And uh, I was out of town and it was kind of like, and I knew he understand, but I was still felt like I let the kid down. And sure. I call him a kid because he's still a kid to me. <laughs> um, you know, and probably uh, 40 BC. We're yeah, almost 40. 40, but he's still a kid to me. And uh, <laughs> but he, like I said, he was just um you go back to those I call them the, the older days, mm-hmm. you know, when you know the 2001s and ones and twos and three athletes were just raised different, they were just built different. Um, that's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. They're just mm-hmm. he was just he was just a dog, like he just wanted to just if the game was on the line, it was over. Like whether he was on the mound or the ball was hit to him or he was at the plate, it was just over. Like, you know, what's, it, you know, what's, what's crazy to me too, is that he was that way and he was the baby of the family. Like that doesn't necessarily happen all the time like that. 
And his mom was the way that she was like in high school. We called her crazy Karen all the time because, but as, as we got older, like we realized like, I don't like the way she loved Kurt was what I I could not understand it. Cause, Mm -hmm. cause we would see Kurt as a certain way. Like, man, you're such a, you're a, you're a knucklehead. You can be an asshole sometimes all this stuff, but man, like, like she loved him so much was that everything and, videotape things and all this stuff and i think like but that's just what that's just what moms specifically moms i think parents will do that but specifically moms like i had a brother who who died he was into drugs his entire life and you know he died from a drug overdose my mom and dad like never changed with how they loved him they had to treat him differently at certain points in his life but like as as his brother i immediately could cut it off like no i'm good man see ya and, yeah. but but they they didn't do that and that's how kurt's mom was like and, and kurt wasn't a bad kid like he was a good kid and, but it was it was crazy to me like how involved she was in his life oh for sure yeah. for sure and and like i said I, I think about a lot of those kids that i had back in them that those days and and stuff like that and it's just like i said it's really cool to see them grow up and mm-hmm. become dads and you know it's a little bit easier now seeing them kind of grow up because of like social media you know oh, where yeah. You know, you have, you, you know, I, you see a picture of, of them putting their kids on there and stuff like that, but uh, it's cool. It's really, yeah. it's really neat. It, it really I, is. I tell you what, when we were seniors and they uh, went to the, you guys went to the state final four, that was some of the most fun I had as a high school student. Like our fo- senior year, our football team was terrible. We were two and eight. I had fun. I had fun with my buddies. Uh, I didn't play, I played basketball for CYO basketball. Me and Kurt played for St. Rose. That was a lot of fun too. Uh, I did track. Uh, H was one of my favorite coaches I ever coached. But man, going to all those games, um, following our our so our two of our best friends were Adam Adam Gump and Kurt, and and we would pack in a car. There'd be five of us in the car, just going to these games everywhere, and it was so much fun watching them and be excited. And uh, I remember when we were in a state final four, we stayed with one of our friends, his uncle, and they ended up being like. 15 kids at this one house and doing things we shouldn't have done and you know he comes down the stairs and there's we're all just all scattered in the living room like it's a zombie apocalypse we're just all laying down passed out and you know but those memories are so cool and i never really thought like the only the way that was possible is because we had two best friends who played baseball and the baseball team was really good like we had nothing to do with it we were just along for the ride and it was it was such a good a good time yeah, it was, and and like I said, the, I go back to that team. You could think about that team because you talk about um, the Wells, Gumps, Calabros, mm-hmm. um, and again, I mean, I can go on and on. Um, they're just good. They're just good kids. Yeah, yeah. They were just they were just good kids that love baseball. And the thing about baseball compared to football is we've always said this: very, very unique. That that team, and then the team in two thousand and eleven. I think it was um, when we went back down there and lost mm-hmm. in the state semifinals um, or state finals. Sorry, we lost in the state finals. Um, baseball, you don't win with seniors. Yeah. You win with juniors because if they're not baseball players by their senior year and they're not really diehard baseball players, they check out because it's prom, it's graduation, yeah. it's parties, yeah. it's all that stuff. And both of those two teams – um, were very senior oriented, yeah. but they were baseball players. And mm-hmm. that's, that was the complete difference. Cause we had some other teams over the years that I think talent wise could have maybe gave those teams run for their monies, but they weren't dedicated to the game of baseball. Like those, like those two teams were. Yeah. And well, I remember that my senior year, there was uh, eight of the nine starters were seniors. Yep. And then I think Brent register was the, the other one, the, yep. the lone non-senior. So yep. I, yeah, because you're right, there's so much more, so many more things that they could be thinking about. And even day of graduation, we all show up late because we were at the game, you know, yep. watching them win whatever <laughs> regional or dish. I don't know what it was, yep. but we some 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 final that I we believe watched. We're at, I believe we were at Carter Park playing in like the district finals or something like that. Just something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. I just remember having showing up late. I mean, they had an excuse. We we I mean, I guess that was our excuse too, but we didn't actually play. We just we were just there. <laughs> But I, I I I love that kind of stuff and and I and I still try to do it like try to go to their 
other games. I was talking to Zach Schroeder today. I'm like, I got to make it to one of your lacrosse games. Like I, I, I like seeing these guys do other things and, you know, taking my kids to, to see, see all these different things. It's fun. I mean, our kids first college football game was Heidelberg versus Adrian at Adrian. Like they have yet to experience a football game where there's uh, over 5,000 people. Like that's, <laughs> that's what they think college football is. We've seen three Heidelberg football games, and they, but they love it. It's fun. But you know, but, but like I said, they love it because, and it's probably even more relaxing for you as a parent because oh. you don't have to worry about, you know, I mean, God, my kids are older. I'm, I'm nervous taking down a Columbus Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. because of 200,000 people, you know, and, yeah. you know, and so, Heidelberg's cool too because uh, I don't know if you've ever been to the football stadium. We didn't even buy tickets to go in. There's like a hill. You can sit on a hill outside of the stadium and watch the game. Uh, and then at halftime, our kids made it down to the field and they they made it onto the track and we're standing probably 10 feet behind the goalpost just, on, just right there at the game. I'm like, all right, cool. They're taking pictures with the mascot down there, catching the field goals, <laughs> the extra points. It's a totally different ball game, and and they loved it. I I think they'd much rather do that than, you know, we went to University of Cincinnati this year to watch a game because uh, Lillian was twirling baton at halftime, and it was it was a it was a thousand degrees, and we were in the direct sun, and it was such a big stadium, and I think Mateo liked it because he just loves football, but uh, lucky for us, we got to go on the field at halftime and and watch everything from there, and then we took off. But yeah, that that small environment is is. So perfect, like you said, for as for parents, because yep. when you can see your kids walk around the entire stadium and keep an eye on them, it makes it mm -hmm. feel a lot better. Absolutely, because they because they don't want to sit there and just watch the game. No, no, no. they don't they want to do other stuff. Correct. <laughs> Regardless if they know anybody or not, they'll make friends somewhere. Yes, they will. <laughs> <laughs> and this one was apparently their friend was the goalpost on this night. That's where they're hanging out. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I won't I won't keep you guys longer than, than an hour. I do appreciate you both coming on, having a good conversation. These are when these podcasts happen uh, like this, like it's I'm trying to get more of conversations as opposed to just interviews, which yeah. will happen when I have repeat guests. That's just the nature of it. So uh, I appreciate this conversation. It was it was really fun. Uh, thanks for inviting BC on, Sarah, because it, it was yeah. cool. I I. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you both coming on here. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun. My pleasure, man. I, I We enjoy it. Yeah, I, I know you and I, we don't know each other that well. We know each other yeah. a little bit, but she always speaks very highly of you. And she looked at me and she was like, you want to do it? And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I don't, I don't <laughs> care. I don't, I, like I said, it, it, I don't, I'll talk. He's to more anybody. entertaining than me. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. Well, we didn't, you got to at least, that was when, in my early days, when I had that stupid little basketball game in my, in my garage. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. dude, she was so pissed off about happening. <laughs> she would sit there and she was like, I she came home that night and she goes, I don't think I did very good on that. And somebody's gonna beat my score. And then I da, 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 da. And all the like, stuff. That's what you're and talking then, about. And then she's like, We gotta get one because if he asked me to go back home, <laughs> I gotta practice because I'm not gonna go back on there and embarrass myself. And I'm sitting here going, like, oh my God. Like Lauren, I swear to God, it's a true stories. Like she seriously wanted to go buy one because she was afraid that you were gonna put her back on there. And, somebody, and she okay. didn't want to lose. And she did practice. So she almost went and bought a Papa shot. I, I, yeah, I get I understand. My daughter's super competitive and I hate playing shoots and ladders with her. It's terrifying. <laughs> so just for a record, if, if you get it again and, you, and I end up buying a Papa shot, don't get upset if I send you a receipt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't know what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying oh, Sarah. I, that's what it's for. You know, that you know, we 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 give her a bunch of hard times and uh about that <laughs> stuff, but you know, I'll just say it one more time. I'm very I'm very proud of her. Um, like I said, it's uh you know, um it's not it's in this year's it's not easy to coach, like I said, 20 years in the same district being that successful. Um, the relationships and stuff that she's built, she's her worst critic. Yeah. She is by far her worst critic. Um, and uh, but uh, I, I, she's I'm pretty proud of her, I really. Good. Am. Well, good. I'm proud, I'm proud of you, Sarah. Uh, yeah. and this also made it the second time you're on the podcast and you didn't win an NL title. I remember that was the first thing you talked about. You're like, all these years <laughs> you could have been on, I could talk about a, a championship team, and now the second time you're on, you still can't talk about a championship. Team. I know, hey, hey get it, got it, get it together. I know. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. 
right. Yeah. Thanks. Well, Thanks, guys. Yeah. You're welcome, man. Have a good night, buddy. Yep. You too. Thanks again to my guests, Sarah Cannon and Brian Cannon, BC, as I was yelled about, uh, for coming on the podcast today. Uh, Sarah, like I said at the beginning, Sarah was one of the early pod, uh, um, guests I had on the podcast back in the day when I had a Papa shot in my garage where I would have my guests do it and I would record it. There's a lot of things like, you know, you try to, I try to do different things and learn different things and see what works and just little gimmicks here and there. And sometimes they stuck around, sometimes they did it. And now this is, this is what the podcast is and it's really fun. I really enjoy it. Um, so th- they were great uh, stories, the, the, the storytelling that they uh, shared, you know, talking about the raising kids. That, that's for me, that's always fun because I have kids and I really enjoy talking about them. So, uh, so that's always fun to talk about. And obviously Sarah and her volleyball, uh, I talked to BC when he coached uh, one of my good friends, Kurt, Kurt and Adam, uh, when we were in high school. Uh, just a great conversation. So uh, thanks again to Sarah and BC for coming on. Thanks to all of you for liking, sharing, subscribing, downloading. Check out the YouTube page. Just search the Nerdball Podcast. You'll see my face pop up with the black and red logo. Click on it. Hit subscribe. Uh, let's get let's get it up to 150. Let's make a goal of 150. Maybe I can give something away. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I have to offer. I think I still got some t-shirts. So if we can get to 150, maybe I'll do a drawing of the 150 subscribers and uh, see if somebody uh, would like a shirt. It'll be free and I'll send it to you. So let's get to 150. Tell your friends, share that link. Uh, see how, see if we can get 150 subscribers. Let's see how many times I can say 150. Uh, I, uh, I uh, you know, reach out to the podcast at the nerdball podcast at gmail.com. As always, you can check out uh, three different dads once a week. Me, Tyler, Jim, talk about whatever we want to talk about because it's our podcast. Sometimes dad stuff, sometimes sports, whatever. It's just whatever. And, and we have fun and uh, we have uh, great super fans over there interacting with podcasts. So uh, check that out. Three three different dads uh, uh, on all social medias. Nerd, Nerdball podcast on all social medias. As always, thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cutterfish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for always helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.